This is Pause for Thought, a podcast brought to you by Animal Therapies Limited. If not for the Denali bushfires in 2013, Tasmanian teacher Sherry Allenby may still be delivering lessons to her students in the same way that millions have done before her. Standing in a classroom, whiteboard behind her, explaining simple concepts to children and hoping that the sea of young faces before her are taking it all in. Ten years later, that classroom has moved outdoors and includes a new teaching aid, horses. Her students are neurodiverse, experience learning difficulties and struggle with conventional approaches to education. But the combination of nature, a new approach to learning and a majestic teaching aid in the form of a horse has delivered life-changing results for many children and their parents. This is Sherry's story. Sherry Allenby, welcome to Pause for Thought today. Thank you, Candy. Sherry, you run an equine assisted learning centre on the southeast coast of Tasmania called True Trails. Does that yeah. name have a story? Uh, yes, it does. Originally, I started out with the idea of doing trail riding to kind of engage women into good communication and sharing time. And then it quickly changed from that. I set up the business and then uh, there, after the Denali bushfires in 2013, there was uh, grant funding available to run programs for youth and people in need who were scattered and dispersed out of their community. So being a teacher and a community-minded person, we set up a not-for-profit organisation and started to engage youth. Then later on, we engaged children because there was also a local community need for um, children who were disengaged from learning. And we continued to develop our programs and engage children with learning needs um, through grant funds. You've just mentioned your background was teaching. And from that background, mm. you've moved into an area where you have found an unmet need in Tasmania. Yes, that's correct. So there's a high level of need for learning issues in, in many schools and the NDIS is one major platform which currently addresses learning needs, so um, children with learning disability basically. So we're able to support those needs and bring some outcomes for children and their families. Do you work directly with schools then? How does that work? No, it's quite indirectly. I work directly with the parents who usually, or the carers who usually have their own NDIS funds, and then they engage their children into our programs. Sometimes I work through an education department program for disengaged youth um, with most of our participants, as we get more and more outcomes, we do set up email chains and communicate with teachers and other service providers on our outcomes. Okay. Well, your website mentions that uh, True Trails offers a blend of adventure, skill development, education, mm -hmm. socialisation and well-being to youths mm -hmm. and adults who are neurodiverse and have learning difficulties. Mm -hmm. How do you, all those elements come together to help people? Well, there are numerous strategies on our programs and the horses are the first one has been a means to engage children. So engagement is a number one issue with a lot of children. Many of our learners are either disengaged from learning or they're disengaged from school. So coming here with a horse and a beautiful facility is a number one way of engaging our learners into learning. 
Why horses and not other therapy animals? What is it about an interaction between a horse and a human that is so effective, particularly with people, say, who struggle to fit into mainstream society? Well, horses bring adventure that no other animal can, I believe. There are not many animals that you can ride in the way you can ride a horse or engage and communicate at such a level with such a big animal. The nature and size of the animal also has an impact because of the ability that a child develops to communicate with such a majestic and powerful animal so tenderly and carefully. So it makes it quite unique. And from what I understand, I mean, a lot of other equine-assisted therapy programs involve working with a horse on the ground, but you Mm -hmm. actually get all your clients up on the horse. That's correct. Yes, we do. So because our program's tailored with um, transferable horsemanship learning strategies, which is about engaging with the horse on the ground and uptaking units of competency, such as leading a horse, tacking up a horse, understanding the senses of a horse. So we apply that strategy of transferable horsemanship learning and we also apply hippotherapy, which is the movement that the horse stimulates while you're riding it into the rider's body. And so uh, children, youth and adults are able to develop finer isometric movements and gain all the benefits from uptaking an activity. So this research is well established that physical activity stimulates brain function. So there's a huge bonus to get someone engaged in activity and bring learning into that while they're engaged. Okay, I just want to explore this a bit more. I mean, I guess many parents listening to this and and adults for themselves will be curious Mm. to learn how can a horse help with, say, literacy, numeracy skills, communication skills. Can you just explain that a, a little bit more? Okay, so with the literacy skill, we have developed over 10 years a literacy program that's developed from need. So it's a user-led program. So each individual that came here helped develop the program according to what their deficits and strengths were in literacy. Our program is actually phonetically structured, but it's a whole language approach to literacy, which means it's relevant to what they're learning. And so we engage with a little bit of desk time. We've got blackboards outside. We've got blackboards around our arena. The kids have a whiteboard while they're on the back of the horse, usually while it's standing still. We have lots of activities set up to engage them into that literacy side of our program. And it's the same with numeracy. But with the learning capacity that we really target with our NDIS um, clients, we look at lifelong learning skills. So no matter what it is, if you take up any new activity, you are going to have to have the same learner skills. So if I decide to take up woodwork or playing soccer, I still have to have the same learning skills as if I take up horsemanship. So they're called your transferable learning skills. So I guess in simple terms, it's classroom on horseback. Yes, it is in a lot of ways, but it's a a soft approach to classroom. You know, obviously it's a very different learning environment than what a classroom is. We usually target our clients individually. We work with parents and carers as well. 
So then that's an important part of bringing about effective outcomes. It's interesting. There's been quite a shift in recent years or, you know, even in the last couple of years to nature-based learning for children Mm -hmm. and the power of that. And I guess this is an extension of that, isn't it? Yes, it is. Very much so. It's amazing having an animal there as a um, an intermediary, I guess, for want of a better word, between a teacher and a student or an instructor and, a, and someone being trained because it softens a whole approach to the whole situation. Suddenly it's more about engaging in a fun, loving-based interaction than it is about trying to learn specific details and memorise things or acquire information. So we apply a competency-based learning profile while all those therapeutic threads are running through of having that wonderful engagement happening between a person and a horse. Okay, and how do the sensory skills come into play here? Because I'm guessing that, you know, unlike when you're in a classroom, it's like a very sort of controlled environment and all your senses are not alight. But when you're outdoors with an animal, that would be different, would it not? Absolutely. And that's part of that activity-based learning that is very much um, such a high value of what we offer. You know, and obviously there's science around the hormone of oxytocin being stimulated, which is the love hormone. That's difficult to stimulate in a classroom environment with 20 to 30 children. But with a one-on-one approach with a child and an animal who's obviously going to have a lot of affection with it, that sensory kind of area happens. There's all the tactile experiences that you're actually having with an animal, as well as the tactile experiences of all the equipment and all the your surroundings. It's, um, yeah, exponential, really. How many horses do you have on the property and how do you select those horses for this type of therapy? That's a great question and it's an ongoing question. <laughs> so we have eight horses at the moment. And previously, I did target getting the older range of horses, but now I'm working with younger horses. And I work closely with a very uh, professional horseman to help me uh, train and assess my horses and take them through into being suitable for purpose. I guess some parents would be a little bit nervous about their children being around such a big animal and particularly if they haven't had any experience. How do you sort of overcome those fears? We have numerous strategies to overcome those. Um, We might start with the smaller, older pony and establish all the relationship on the ground, which is essential for any horseback riding. You know, it's essential that you have your relationship with your animal on the ground. And we teach children how to make sure that their horse is calm with them and that they must never get on the back of a horse that's not calm. So... There are some basic approaches to horsemanship to address those issues. And for the children who really do have significant fears, we've got numerous strategies to engage them gradually and carefully. So when children come for a session, do they usually work with the same horse or is with two or three horses? How does that work? We usually engage them with one equine buddy, but as they progress... And even as they grow, they can need to move up a horse so or change horses. And we work with that according to how well they adapt. And what about the time frame in terms of 
how long it takes people to experience a difference or for you to see a difference. I guess that's like how long is a piece of string? Yes, exactly. You've answered the question. Everyone is so different and that's probably an important part of the program that we offer is that it is individualised and that's what makes it valued and valuable. So for some children, it can take weeks to engage. I had one teenage girl who took over 12 months to even think about the word literacy and be able to start to address her literacy deficits, whereas others will engage instantly in that. We're going to hear from one of your clients next because there's nothing so powerful as a testimonial, in this case from a mother whose children's lives have been transformed by your centre. But before we do that, can you just describe some of the most more memorable breakthroughs you've witnessed with clients in the time you've been you know, established? Okay, I suppose a significant one would be the girl that I've just mentioned. To actually have her engage in literacy and learning was huge. And then to have the parents send me photos of her reading a book at home at the age of 14. So she was mostly disengaged from school. So that was just, you know, that was a pearler. Uh, Another young boy who learnt to read as well. And another child who started to speak, who was very restricted in her speech had formed her own language, wasn't using any Aslan or anything specific. So she would start to communicate quite well in sentences while riding a horse. So there's quite a few. What message would you like to leave people with today who are, you know, just a bit curious about this, but they're not quite sure? Well, give something out of the box a go. Engaging with an animal can be incredibly rewarding and inspiring and motivating for a child. If there are fears involved, that's all that they are. False evidence appearing real is fear. So give it a go. You never know. Liz, you have two boys, age 9 and 11, who are both on the autism spectrum and the younger one also has ADHD. Tell me a little bit about them both and the challenges they experience on an ongoing basis. Yes, so I have the two boys. Um, They actually both have ADHD, but the polar opposite ADHDs. So um, the younger one, the nine-year-old one, Lewis, he has the hyperactive ADHD along with the autism level two. And the 11-year-old has the attention deficit disorder along with his autism level two. So they have very different needs with their therapies entirely. So how did you hear about True Trails and why did you think it might help your boys? Well, initially I heard about it through just scrolling the web for different therapies because the nine-year-old, you know, he doesn't sit still, he doesn't do talk therapy, he doesn't doesn't really fit into any kind of therapies that really exist. He doesn't fit into anything really much at all. And I'm just really trying to think out of the square and he loves animals. So the nine-year-old really loves the outdoors. He needs open space. So I just thought, okay, yep, equine therapy. Let's get on to this. And what were your expectations? 
Look, having a social work background myself, I had sort of some expectations, but to be honest, they were low. This has just blown my mind with seeing a change in the boys both so dramatically and with their needs being so different. They've been able to tailor the individual learning so well to the boys so separately. It's just been so dramatic for both of them. It's just been amazing, the change. Well, tell me a little bit more about those changes in terms of their behaviour and their day-to-day lives. Okay, so Arthur is the older one and he's a very resistant participant in anything. He res- he doesn't go to school, um, he doesn't participate in anything. So I actually had to bribe him to go to the first session with some very new, shiny, expensive laser lights for his computer setup in his room. But he went, there was a lot of drama around going and, you know, we got him there and his support worker went with him. However, he came home that day with the biggest smile on his face Um, and it was just wonderful to see and then he talked about it and he talked about it and I'm sitting in my room listening to him talk about it online to his friends, literally non-stop talking about this therapy, the horses and doing it. It's only been a short time, a few weeks that he's been going but he's now able to set himself goals with the horse stuff. He's participating in not just the physical stuff with the horses but he's he's doing the paper stuff as well like the activities and learning and he's even started bringing the bookwork home that's fantastic can you put your finger on why you think this therapy is working is it about the horses is it about the learning style is it about being outdoors is it all of that Look, I I think it would have to be the combination of all of it put together and the fact that it is just so individualised and clearly the staffing and how they run it is, is just spot on. It's not tailored to specific group. I mean, yes, it's tailored to neurodiverse, but it's so broad. Neurodiverse is such a broad spectrum. I've recommended two other families in such a short time to this program and I know they've made contact and made enrolments and I'm really excited for them, you know, to be able to have the same successes that we're already seeing. And what difference has it made to your life? Look, there's at least one day in the week where I'm not fighting the fight of it's time to get up and go and do your thing with Arthur. He's up, he's ready, he's on the horse therapy day, he's jumping up, he's having toast, he never has breakfast on a normal morning, you know, he's not complaining on putting these strange shoes on that he's got to wear in the paddock, he does it. And then he really has a great day the next day as well. So I'm seeing, you know, the follow-on effect for a few days afterwards and he's really looking forward to it. So I'm, I'm sort of getting good days before and after the therapy as well. So I'm seeing really good pre and follow-on effects already. 
And what's the therapy plan going forward for your boys? Are you confident they will continue to improve if they stick with the equine therapy? Yes. Look, I've seen steady improvement already and they're looking forward to attending regularly. They've got a lot of healing to do and I think, you know, this is the kind of therapy that that could be an ongoing thing for them. Liz, that's fantastic. I think any parent listening to this who's in a similar situation will certainly perhaps consider animal-assisted therapy and equine because it's an area that I know it's gained more prominence in the last couple of years, but it's still something that parents are not really across, are they? Because I think most people who've got children with, with you know, neurodiverse or who are uh, don't quite fit the mainstream. They've tried so many other forms of therapy and a lot of them would have been at a loss. But it sounds like you've hit the right target here. I really feel like it has hit the right target and I think the flow on into the school programs is huge as well because what True Trail does is connect with the school as well and other services that we're involved and really work as part of a team for the young people. So, you know, it's not a therapy that works single-handedly. It really works in together. And I think that's really important when you're working with the neurodiverse as well. Liz, that's great to hear. And thank you so much for joining us on Pause for Thought today. No problem. Thank you.